Ask Aubrey is supported by Eliza and Wild. Eliza and Wild creates all natural, high potency CBD products designed to give you targeted everyday self care inside and out. Their ingestible and topical CBD products are consciously designed with all natural and intentionally sourced ingredients and fully recyclable packaging. So it's good for you and for the earth. And y'all, Eliza and Wild literally does not have a single product that I don't love. I have them all and everything smells and tastes incredible and is made with ingredients that I can feel good about putting on and in my body. I take the CBD and MCT oil drops daily and they help me to really keep my anxiety and my tension under control. And they also have a line of amazing CBD topical products including this lip balm that I am truly obsessed with. And like, did you know that CBD actually has anti-inflammatory properties when you apply it directly to your skin? Because I didn't until I started to use this lip balm and it is changing my life. And also it smells amazing, which we all know is really important. And I know that you're going to love these products just as much as I do. So when you grab yours at elizaandwild.com, you can use the promo code Aubrey15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's elizaandwild.com, E-L-I-Z-A-A-N-D-W-Y-L-D.com. And make sure to use code Aubrey15, that's A-U-B-R-E-E-1-5, for 15% off. I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode. What I'm going to share with you today is something that I would say, this is a conversation I have with probably 75%, I would say, of my individual coaching clients. So of the folks I work with one-on-one, I would say three out of four, I have this exact kind of conversation with them. Of course, about kind of their specific things that they're focused on or challenges they're working through. But <clears throat> this exact talk um, is is something that I do with a majority of my clients. And, you know, I, I guess arguably this podcast here is a form of more general coaching in and of itself. What, what you hear on this podcast is a lot of me offering either a pep talk or specific advice about a question or guidance or, you know, teaching on a topic or helping you to build a skill. And, you know, I do it obviously here more generally. And when it's in one-on-one coaching, it's very, very tailored to that person's kind of specific needs, specific situation. Obviously, that is what one-on-one coaching is for. But this, because it is so common, it is such a frequent conversation that I have, I really felt like I wanted to share it with you all here in this format. And yeah, I think because I have had a lot of new clients start with me in the last month or two, I'm having this conversation more because it's something that 
that often happens in the earlier stages of coaching. And so it's just, it's on my mind. I've been thinking about it. And so I wanted to share it with you here, um, which if you've been around a while, you know, is how many of my podcast episode topics come to be. If somebody doesn't ask me about it specifically, it often is, this was on my mind this week. And so we're going to talk about it. Now, for this topic in particular, like I said, this is something that when folks come to coaching, often if you are if you're coming into getting one-on-one <clears throat> life coaching, then you are likely in a place where you are contemplating a change, right? You have something in your life that you want to shift or change and you're looking for a coach to help you get there. You want to be somewhere different than where you are and you need someone to help you get there, which is why you hire a coach. And, you know, obviously the type of coach that you hire to do that depends all on you, on what you're looking for, on what the specific challenge is, right? And when clients start working with me, typically whatever the challenge is has something to do with their self-worth. That's because that is what I coach on. Um, But often, like I said, they will come into coaching recognizing I want to change this thing and I need help to do it. And when I start working with a client, I really, you know, drill down to understand where it is that they are and where it is that they want to be, right? And to understand what the specific goals are that that client is working toward. And so I want to use an example that comes up for me all the time. This is not, this is probably, I was going to say half, it's probably less than half, but a good amount of my coaching clients are working specifically on challenges with dating and relationships. It's a very, very common way that folks struggle with their self-worth in their lives is through dating and relationships. And so let's use that so we have a more tangible example to talk through this. But as as we're talking about it, if you have sort of a goal in mind, something that you are wanting to work toward, but you are you are at a place where you are still thinking about how to take action on it, you can sort of, of course, as with everything, insert your own topic, your own situation, and sort of apply it to that, right? But let's think about, you know, a, a very a very common kind of archetype of client that I work with is somebody who, for whatever reason, feels anxious about putting themselves out there to date. Now, whether that's because they have been heartbroken in the past and are fearful about the vulnerability that is required to put yourself out there dating, whether it's because they've had a negative experience on dating apps and so they're afraid to get on dating apps again whether that's because they feel inexperienced and um you know are worried about not you know not knowing what to do when they're dating somebody whatever the case may be people who feel fearful um of putting themselves out there meeting new people and dating right and are you know struggling with that and when someone comes to me There is often the recognition that what they want, the place that they want to get is to date and find a connection, whatever that connection looks like for them, whether it is a long-term partner, whether it is someone to be married to, whether it is, you know, someone to have something casual with, but just have that connection uh, to find whatever it is that they're looking for and to, to have connection with another person, right? And something we've talked about here a lot is that You know, that connection, that intimacy that we're often looking for requires of us vulnerability and requires us to put ourselves out there in ways that often can feel scary. And so for a lot of clients, especially early on in this journey, there is this moment of recognizing where it is that they want to go, 
recognizing what it's going to take to get there. So in this case, where it is that they want to go is finding a relationship, finding, finding a connection. And the steps they need to take to get there include meeting people. Yet now, you know, the how and how and when and where of how we do that is going to be different for every person, right? It doesn't have to be on dating apps, doesn't have to be, you know, going to speed dating events. Is that a thing people still do? Do people, do people, I haven't dated in a long time, clearly, but, um, you know, it doesn't have to be any prescriptive type of way, but putting yourself out there to meet people is required in order to make connections, right? And so in recognizing that, and in recognizing, ooh, that's a thing I feel afraid of, again, because clients coming to me often are struggling in some way and acknowledge that they're struggling with self-worth. And so they recognize the place I want to go is this dating connection, romance, intimacy. That's where I want to be. And where I am right now is often loneliness, fear, um, low self-worth, low self-esteem, and often, you know, sadness, Things that come along with that, right? Of feeling feeling lonely and, and not having this thing that they want and not knowing how to take the steps to get there. And then in recognizing that, okay, what it's going to take is putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, meeting people. There is often understandable resistance there. There is that moment of, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I'm ready to do that, to take that step, right? And with a client, what I will do at this point is really understand what the thing is that is stopping them, right? Which often, nine times out of 10, is a fear. There is a fear that is stopping them. So in this case, you know, a client who wants a relationship, wants connection, wants to meet somebody, um, wants intimacy, but is not putting themselves out there, is not dating, in digging down into what it is that they are afraid will happen, often there is a fear when it comes to dating of rejection, Right. And whatever that looks like for the individual person, it might be having experienced rejection recently and it was so painful and I don't know if I can survive that again. It might be, you know, body image stuff. It might be, um, you know, dating is awkward and I don't I don't want to have the to go on awkward, bad dates uh, in order to eventually find my person. Right. But it's pinpointing what that fear is. And <clears throat> there there sometimes is a moment where a client will identify and sometimes they'll say explicitly and sometimes there will just be enough resistance that I can recognize that there's uncertainty about whether they want to push through and do the uncomfortable thing to get to the outcome that they want to have, right? So, well, I don't know if I want to, like, I don't know if I want to put myself out there to date people, right? Like, I know I want this outcome. I know deeply like I want so badly, I can taste it to have intimacy with somebody, to have connection, to have closeness. But I I don't know if I can do the thing that it, that it takes to get there, or I don't want to do the thing that it takes to get there. And again, this is, all of this resistance is something that I view with a lot of compassion because one, I've been there, right? I, I know the feeling of that deep, deep fear of rejection, <clears throat> that rejection just feels like the absolute end of the world a lot of the time feels like something we don't know if we'll survive, especially if we have low self-worth and our our entire sense of worthiness hinges on, you know, somebody else accepting us or validating us or, you know, wanting us or whatever the case may be. But a conversation that I will have with my clients when there is this moment where we see where it is that they want to go, right? We have the idea clearly of where it is that they want to be. We know where they are now and that it is not where they want to be. 
and we chart out the steps that it will take to get there. And there is still a sense of, I don't know if I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I'm scared to do it. And the fear is overwhelming the ability to move forward. A conversation that I will have with clients that feels often very powerful and very meaningful is to identify that their current lived reality, what they are experiencing in that moment, very well could be their worst case scenario. So if I ask a client to think about, well, what's the worst case scenario for you? You know, you're somebody who wants to date, but you, you aren't there right now. You're not, you're not dating anyone. You're feeling lonely. You're feeling sad and you, you want to change it. What's your worst case scenario for how things turn out? That client will often tell me, I'm, I feel almost certain this person would tell me, and again, this is not, this is not based on any specific person right now. It's, there's some, you know, some pieces of some clients I've worked with, but this isn't, this isn't any one specific person. This also has been me, right? Is if you ask me, what's the worst case scenario for you? You want to date, you're longing for connection, all of that. Um, the worst case scenario is that I end up alone, right? And I, again, I felt this before. If this is, <laughs> we can use me as an example, in those moments when I was afraid to be vulnerable with people, afraid to connect, the worst case scenario was that I end up alone. Well, guess what? That's where I was. That's exactly where I was, was in my worst case scenario. I'm fucking living it, right? Not right now, currently. Laura, if you're listening to this, I do not feel alone. I love you so much. But in that moment, I'm, I can look around and confidently say I'm either living in or pretty close to what my worst case scenario is. And again, this is when people come to me for coaching, when you're reaching out to someone to help you pursue a goal, you're recognizing you're not where you want to be. And if you're reaching out for help, often it's because you are in a very, very different place from where you want to be. And a lot of the time that feels like the worst case scenario, right? If you are not moving forward on a goal and that goal is really, really important to you, often the worst case scenario is just that you, you don't reach that goal, right? Or that you stay stuck, well, guess what? You're stuck right now. And so for the client who is telling me, you know, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to take steps. I'm afraid to be rejected. I'm afraid that, you know, I'll go on dates that go badly. I will sort of play that out with a client. Okay, what happens then, right? What happens if you get rejected? Well, then I'm alone. Okay. And what I, you know, and again, this, <laughs> I think this, can potentially come across as a little bit callous, right? As me saying, well, you're alone right now. It's not ever how I would frame that to a human because, you know, again, we have, and I have deep compassion and understanding of being in this space. This is why I coach on this stuff, right? Is recognizing, yeah, people are in pain. There is a difficult experience that someone is going through if they're coming to me for support. And so to recognize like, yeah, I hear you. It would feel really painful to continue to be alone, but also, babe, you're there right now, right? That is the space that you are in. And the goal of working with a coach, of setting a goal, of pursuing something is that, you know, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to move into something unfamiliar, which I think is often why folks are so resistant to it, right? I think, you know, we can see that we're maybe living our worst case scenario a little bit or something close to it right now and say, you know, I'm right now I'm single and I don't want to be right. And continuing this and staying stuck in this would be my worst case scenario. 
that doesn't make, you know, the idea of being vulnerable and possibly getting rejected seem like great and exciting by contrast, right? It still is something that we don't want to live that. Nobody wants to feel that pain of rejection. But it's acknowledging that we actually cannot move toward our end goal without taking some risk. And in my work as a coach, that's the biggest part of what I do. In addition to helping clients see, you know, chart the path of how you get from point A where you are now to point B or, you know, point J, K, L, M, N, O, P, wherever you're going down the road, right? Helping to chart that path and make it clear, but also helping to support someone along the way because often when we are stuck, it is because we are fearful of the risk that it would take to get unstuck. Right When we're in a place where we recognize the place I am right now is not where I want to be, it's not because we're willfully just choosing to stay in a state that feels bad. It's not often because we are you know, just deciding we don't want to feel better or we don't want to be doing the thing we want to do. It's because we're scared. It's because we're scared of something unfamiliar that it takes to get there, right? But in order to be able to take that step, when we feel resistant to wanting to take that step, And when we feel scared that, oh, if I take that step, then that could be unpleasant, that could be painful, is that actually going to move me toward my goal? What's important is recognizing that you may already be in your worst case scenario. What is it that you're afraid of? Is it that you're afraid of being alone? Well, what is your current state? Are you perhaps already feeling lonely, feeling sad? Maybe it's time to try something different, right? And acknowledging that 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 different thing might be uncomfortable. What I ask clients to imagine, I have, um, you know, I have a, an exercise that I'll do with a client in a session where I will, I will say, okay, you know, imagine that where you want to go, if you could, if you could make it to your goal and it looked exactly like you wanted it to look, that would be emotionally a 10, right? That would be like, fuck yeah, we, we did it. We got to where I wanted to go. My life is exactly what I want it to look like. That's a 10. Okay. I ask, and a zero is like, I just can't go on, everything's terrible. I ask clients to rate like where they are at the start of us working together a lot of the time. I will say, you know, where where would you say that you are now? And I've had a client tell me anywhere from like two to five, right? Somewhere low on that scale. And so to say, okay, so you want to get to a 10, of course, I mean, I think we all do. And right now you're pretty low. Let's say you're at a three. And you're acknowledging the place that you're in, you're at a three. That's not something you want to continue on in, that being stuck at a three sucks. And it's why you reached out to a coach. It's why you got some extra support is because you want help going from a three anywhere upward, any positive change, right? And in taking the steps that you need to move yourself and slide yourself up that scale, there is fear that something is going to happen that is painful. And in thinking about that, if you're at a three now, and you, let's use the dating example again, just because it's nice and sticky, and you go on some dates and the dates don't go well, and that's a little bit demoralizing. Where do you imagine that you could slide to on the scale if that happened? Well, I might get, you know, I, could, I guess I could get to maybe down to like a two and a half. Okay, what if you really liked someone and you were with them and you eventually got rejected by them and that was painful? Where would that take you? I don't know, maybe to like a two or a one and a half, right? Okay. Um, But if you put yourself out there and you met someone you really liked and you had a really positive connection, where could that take you? Well, that could take me like, you know, 
all the way up to like eight, nine, ten. If if this is if I meet the person that I, you know, want to have a life partnership with, or that I really I find the person who is my soulmate, or you know, whatever the case may be, whatever it is they're looking for, right? It can take you all the way up to a ten, or you know, if you don't believe in perfection, somewhere close to a ten, right? And what I will remind folks is that, yes, the fear of dropping slightly below where you're at when you're low on that scale is scary because where you're at already feels like shit, right? A three already feels bad. So the idea that you could even feel worse than a three, yeah, that's that's not pleasant. We don't want you to go there. That is never the goal, right? But what you are doing by not taking any action is you are guaranteeing that you stay at least right at three, right? Maybe... If you can somehow achieve acceptance of, you know, let me let go of this dream and this goal for myself and this thing that I'm working toward, maybe you could accomplish like a four, a four and a half if you if you get some peace and acceptance with not, you know, truly meeting your heart's longing. And that's something that, you know, if you really long for it, I don't know that I necessarily believe that that just letting it letting it go and float away like a balloon is going to be a thing for you, right? It's going to be something that you want and that's okay. It's okay to want connection. It's okay to want the things that you want. And by not taking action on those goals, by not allowing yourself to take some risks and make yourself vulnerable, right? And pursue something, which is always going to be a risk, right? Because if you're pursuing something that you care about, that you really want, you're going to risk disappointment, right? There's always risk. But if you are unwilling to take these steps that move you forward, even though they involve risk, you're not going to be able to move up that scale of satisfaction and of joy and of, you know, positivity and good things, right? You're not going to be able to move closer to that end goal and you're going to stay stuck. And so I think it's really powerful to remind folks that this actually could be your worst case scenario. You could be living it. And if you're listening to this for yourself, right, you're not, you know, one of my clients already (laughs) and you're hearing this and wondering, well, how do I apply this to me? I mean, think about it. What is that thing in your life that you really long for, that you want to pursue, that feels really important to you? And I don't care how big or small it is. This could be meet my life partner. This could be, you know, learn how to run a mile. This could be, um, I don't know, it could be drink a gallon of water a day. It can be any scale, any size of thing, but think about a thing that you want that you hesitate to try because you don't want to fail, right? Think about a thing that you want that you're afraid to pursue because you worry about being disappointed or you worry that you're actually not worthy of it and someone's going to laugh at you, right? What is that thing for you that you hold back on because you fear the risk involved to move forward toward it? Think about what that thing is and ask yourself, what am I afraid of in pursuing this? What am I afraid will happen if I take steps toward pursuing this? And play that out in your mind. Imagine that that happens, right? That you you name a goal out loud and somebody laughs at you, right? Or that you put yourself out there and you, you know, tell somebody that you're into them and they reject you. <clears throat> or you take steps and you, you know start learning how to play the guitar and you perform for somebody and you kind of suck and it's embarrassing, right? Play that out for a second and ask yourself if that happens, if that, if the worst case scenario happens and you working toward this goal, that you're embarrassed, that you, you know, go on a date and it's a bust, whatever it is, and ask yourself, is that already what I'm living right now? 
how close is that to what I'm living right now? Is that much worse than what I'm living right now by staying stuck and not taking action on this, right? And I guarantee you, then there are some places where this isn't true, right? There are some places that the risk is, is pretty great, is pretty significant. And that's something where you have to kind of, you know, you have to make choices for yourself and what's best for you in your life. But a large, large majority of the time, the risks that we are afraid of, the things that we fear, disappointment, embarrassment, rejection, all of those things are very similar to the states that we keep ourselves in by staying stuck and not taking action. And so if you are stuck, if you are not moving forward on a goal, if you are lacking motivation, if you're feeling afraid, I want you to ask yourself truly and be honest with yourself, am I already in my worst case scenario? What if I was already in my worst case scenario, right? And to recognize that risks are a part of moving toward anything good in life. It's true. Anytime you are moving towards something positive, something you're excited about, there is risk. Like I said, even if the risk is just that you're pursuing something you give a shit about, you, the potential is there to be disappointed. And that's a risk, right? But it's worth the risk. You getting to that 10 emotionally and in terms of your self-concept and your self-worth, moving yourself up on that scale, I promise you, I promise you is worth the risk. And the good news is that none of this do you have to do alone, right? Because I know um, this great coach who works with folks exactly on this stuff gives her clients this exact talk all the time. So as always, remember that, you know, if you're listening to this, if it resonates for you, and if you'd like to get some one-on-one support, uh, please reach out. You can find me at my website. It's AubreyHenderson.com. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Aubrey. A four H's B R E E. I always laugh. Every time I say my fucking Instagram handle, I laugh. Um, yeah, please reach out and, you know, we'll talk. And it could be that you could benefit from some accountability in working towards your goals and somebody who can remind you that you can survive the risk and you don't have to do it alone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at AubreyHenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.